It's a wacky Wednesday here on the D. You can follow along on all Disruption Network social media platforms. That is YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and, of course, our friends over at Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are all having a good day. Shout out to the sponsors. Big ups to my friends over at EJA Moving Services, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit up Eddie and his fine staff at EJAMoving.com. There's not a task they can't handle. They can pretty much move whatever you throw at them. And they will bring you pretty much wherever you need to go. The home of the free boxes as well. So when you move, they'll give you the boxes for free. Not only do they give you the boxes for free, but they unpack them for you, and they pack them up for you, and they bring them to wherever the hell you need them to go. Hit them up today, 315-335-0516. Tell them Uncle Z sent you. Also, a shout-out to my attorney, Dave Longaretta. Give him a call if you need legal advice at 315-735-6162. Big ups to my friends over at Utica Coffee. Wake the hell up. Wake up, people. I want y'all to wake up with Utica coffee. I'm drinking the Italian roast today. It's delicious. Getting in touch with my guinea roots today, that's for sure. So good. Check them out, wakethehellup.com. And also, shout out to our friends over at the Saranac Brewery, Justin DeLuca. Hi. Why did we do this? I don't know. (laughs) This was kind of all like very, very random. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. You just reached out, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just do a podcast. I don't even remember what I reached out to you for. It was just rambling. You were in one of your rambling modes. I do that from time to time. (laughs) You know, I've got got quite a few stories to share. You know, speaking of stories, I. I got to clue you in on this story, and I was thinking about it today. You were you made a cameo in one of the most craziest nights of my life, <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this or not, but I'm going to tell you the story. So um, I'm not going to mention the um, the subject's name, but I had come. I was I had the electric company at the time, and it was uh, a Thursday night. And I remember it was Thursday night because Beardsley Castle was having their yearly anniversary or Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And so I walked into the EC, and there's this girl, and she's, like, throwing herself at me and, like, hey, let's go to Beardsley, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Okay, I will. Sure, of course. Sure, you know? sure. Of course. Right, right, right. <laughs> you have to twist my arm. Go away from me outside. I don't have a I'll costume right on, but I'm still going to go. <laughs> right. So we hop in her car, and uh, she's driving a Honda at the time, and we were cruising along on 5 or whatever. She's like, oh, I, I think I should get gas. I'm on E. Yeah, you should. Nah, it's a Honda. I'll keep going. <laughs> That's what she tells me. I'm like, all right. Lo and behold, we run out of gas on the side of the road. We we drove past Beardley, by the way. I should make mention. We Everybody drove, totally drive. drove past Everybody it. drives right past. Yeah, them. it's an easy place to drive past. For sure. Drove past Beardley. Lo and behold, she runs out of gas. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, it was just when everybody just started to have cell phones. So she starts calling this dude up, and uh, cops show up in the middle of. She makes the phone call to this guy, hangs yeah. up. All of a sudden, the cops come, smell alcohol in her breath. They take her away. They leave me there. (laughs) Stranded. (laughs) They leave me there on the side of the road. So this dude shows up randomly, right? He has no idea what he's driving up to. He drives up to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, dude, whatever. I'm such and such his friend. And and like now he's a little perturbed because I'm there. She's not. Right. She's She's nowhere to be found. Can you just bring me to the police station or bring me back to, like, I need a ride. Drop me me off at the fire station. Whatever they do with babies. Bring me to Beardsley. Bring me wherever. Right, right, right. Just get me out of here. So he drops me off. Like, isn't Herkimer's police station, like, in downtown, right? Isn't it kind of close by? Yeah, it's right. Kind of right in the middle of downtown. Right in the middle, right? Yeah. So he brings me close by. Instead of going to the police station, I went to the fast track. So I go into the fast track, and who comes walking in but you? And you come in, and you're wound for sound that night. You are wound. Brother! What's up, dude? 
It had probably you were wound up, and I'm having like a horrible night at the time. And I'm like, hey man, you know whatever. And and you're like, hey, I got got some new flavor. You should check it out, right? And, and so you handed me a nugget, whatever you hand me, like a little freaking sp- like a, a spliff or something. And I'm like, all right, cool, thanks. You know me, no. <laughs> so you hand no. me this little nugget of something, whatever, and I stick it in my pocket, and I get like a drink, a Gatorade or whatever, and I walk out the door, and I walk out the door, and who do I walk into? Those two arresting cops. <laughs> now they start telling me that I was the one driving, and oh, she starts oh, flipping the were. story on me. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't even have a license at the time. <laughs> I didn't even have a license. I'm like, I'm not. No, I don't have. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm not driving. Or whatever. I had to convince the cops that it wasn't me driving. It, the car's registered in her name. This so, had to have been at least twenty years. It ago. was a while ago. I, yeah. I was. I had the bar at the time. It was in the middle of the heyday of the bar, and it was in the middle of my, as I refer to them, as my blackout years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all got those. I got like 18 of those. (laughs) Sure, sure, right. 20, actually. But uh, you came in, and so I'm talking to these cops, and I think, all I can smell is this nugget in my pocket. Right, right, right. They're thinking the same (laughs) thing. And I'm thinking, like, God, they're going to take me away now, too, and they think I'm the one that drove the car, and I'm freaking out in my head, and I'm sweating profusely (laughs) talking to these cops. I'm almost ready to break down. And, And you're... Back then, too, all my friends were degenerates. They were up all night. Yeah. I can't get a hold of anybody. Right, 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 Nobody right. Can, will answer their phone that night. I'm stuck in Herkimer. She finally comes out. We end up staying in Herkimer because she stayed in Herkimer and crying all night, <laughs> sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. But and my buddy ended up coming picking me up. But you played the cameo that night. And and I'll always remember that because I'm like freaking DeLuca. Man. I, vague, <laughs> I vaguely remember something to that effect because, you know, we had this large swath of time mm-hmm. from, you know, when we were roommates to, God, what was that? 15 years, maybe 20 years before I even kind of. You know, started getting back in touch with Utica people. Right. Um, so, yeah. It was in Herkimer. So it was I, your Herkimer I days. used to get very, very excited when I would see, like, people from kind of former lives, you know, as I called them at the time. So You were excited that night, man. You were wound up. There's not many nights I'm not excited. I mean, come on, let's call a spade a spade. So. I was thinking about that story this morning i'm like i have to tell justin this story there's I wonder a if he lot remembers of this. stories there's there's a ton you know i was chuckling about the one when we were speaking uh what was it last night or monday night and you go one day you're jumping off balconies and cracking your forehead wide open and the next day you're uh you know doing whatever yeah. adult, adult type things if yeah, you right. will Things happen so fast, don't they? They do, man. Yeah, you cracked your head open. I wouldn't say that was like 1999. I still got the scar. You do? We should tell everybody that's watching right now what happened that night. Yeah, that's that's a good one. It was a good one. You jumped off. We lived on a night street together, and uh, next door neighbor had a trampoline. And you decided you are going to jump off the second. uh, It's like Nick or something. I forgot. Whatever. (laughs) I forgot. When you jumped off that trampoline and cracked your head open, and I've never seen so much blood in my life. I blacked out, and all I remember is waking up and, and having one of our other, you know, mutual friends carrying us up the hill, or carrying me up the hill. And I go in the bathroom, and I look at it, and I go, "Oh shit, this is not good." Yeah, you had to get stitches that yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, I did have to get stitches, but I'm pretty sure I came back, and we continued, you know, to go on with the festivities for the evening. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Not much didn't slow me down. We had some sketchy nights. <laughs> we did. We had a lot of sketchy nights. Those were sketchy years, though. You know, like yeah. the 90s, they were crazy. They were. You know, it's like, 
uh, I try to explain to my son, my oldest son, he's going to be 24 in May. Wow. Yeah, dude, right? Like, tell wow. me how he feels old as white dog shit he's be 24. Now. 24. So I got a 24-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 6-year-old, because apparently I just, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, you're fertile, too. <laughs> I am fertile. <laughs> fertile AF. You got strong swimmers. Well, we're on James Street. I'm going to swing down the block, and there's a van that says vasectomies on the side, so yeah. I'm going to see what that's about. Get a get snip. That, get, get that taken care of. <laughs> the drive through vasectomy. Might be on I'm sure they got them somewhere. I'm <laughs> sure they do. So what were you telling your son about the 90s? Uh, it, uh, like, uh, they can't comprehend what life was like. Like, just, it seems like it was so vastly different that it's almost impossible. And then part of me thinks I'm like, is this part of us growing old? Like we were talking about, you know, the other evening when we were talking, it's like things seem to happen so fast. And, and, you know, like you turn on a classic rock station and you're like, Holy shit. That song's a classic. Uh, That's considered classic rock now. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's just, it's impressive, Yeah, you know? And the kids think they have it so hard. Uh, He's literally said to me, what was it like before computers? I'm like... So much easier, actually. It was. Though we wouldn't be able to do stuff like it this. It was, right, you know. But, but it, it was so much easier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they they were good times. And less dramatic, right? Very much less dramatic. Well, because there wasn't the instantaneous connection everybody right. has, right? So if somebody on the other side of town farts, somebody in West Utica knows about it because it's on, like, topics or whatever, you know, the umpteen million platforms are. So It's hard to keep up with all the platforms, too. I um, Every day there's a new platform being launched. There is. There is. Um, you got to get on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is the new thing now. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. And you have to get invited. So somebody that's already a oh, member of Clubhouse has it's to. exclusive. It's exclusive. Right, right. And Gary V's out there, like, preaching about it. And once Gary V influences that kind of app, that's it. people are all over it. Social influencers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's the new thing. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. I wonder wonder what goes on in there. That sounds kind of like it shouldn't be located within a thousand yards of a school or or a playground (laughs) or anything like that. No, that's House Party. You ever been on House Party? Yes, Yes, we've been to quite a few of those. I I mean, the actual app, though, there's an app called House Party. And it's a a video app where you can get like eight to ten of your friends together and you can play games games amongst each other. But it's been like a party party where like people are actually like showing boobs and getting naked and doing crazy stuff. House Party. Are these just randos? Like you just? There's some randoms. They're like people will come in and invade your house party, but you can lock them too, so people can't just come hey, in. Siri, take a reminder to go on house party later. Yeah, usually around two a.m. Right, right. I was gonna say the wee house party after dark. Well, house party is like the new thing, and notice like ever since this Corona coaster started, all these video apps that have popped up. I mean, Zoom. I wish I had stock in Zoom way before the Corona coaster started. Yeah, but who would have thought? Quadrillionaire right now. You know, I mean. It, it, it's like the stock market is so fickle. Uh, you know, I, I don't have the money to burn. You know, I right. just I just never did. And, and the way I kind of looked at things was, well, if I got money and I'm going to kind of 
theoretically waste it, well, then I might as well buy a bag of weed. You know, <laughs> 30 rack of old Milwaukee or something, you know. Some things never change. Well, that's it. What are you going to do, you know? I, I'm, I'm a man of consistency. I'm setting my ways. You definitely setting your ways, brother. <laughs> you definitely setting your ways. Uh, excuse me. What have you been up to, man? Nothing, actually. No? Um, no, I kind of, 2020 was a pretty traumatic year on many levels for me. Um, I had a lot of personal things going on. Um, the end of the year culminated with me, uh, my job getting eliminated, um, uh. you know, after 11 years at the same employer. Loved my job. I was getting a little burned out. And let's be honest. Those poor assholes put up with me for 11 years. Yeah. That's way too long for right. anybody to put up with me. Um, so I agree. So ever since then, <laughs> you know, it, it, everything in my life has changed structurally from, you know, living arrangements to you name it, my diet, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, and I've decided this is my midlife crisis, whether I like it or not. I mean, to define be, midlife crisis though. What's a midlife crisis mean to you? Are you like diving into like all the old music and some of the old habits that you did before, or are you uh, try you buying things that you never had when you were a kid and just to satisfy that inner kid of yours? Number one, I have a shopping addiction. I, I hate to say You're it. You're an Amazon guy. No, oh. I'm on Marketplace. Okay. I will drive the fuck the other side of Rochester to save me five bucks on something I could buy down here in Utica <laughs> just because I'm saving five bucks in my right. mind. You know, so no, since I got laid off, um, you know, it's really kind of forced me to take a step back and really reevaluate what I want to do. And to answer your question, how do I define a mid midlife crisis? I think it was just a sequence of, you know, kind of cataclysmic, if you will, events that had happened on a personal and a professional level and across the board that had really just beat me down, mm -hmm. you know, a, a year ago. I was not a good person, you know. Uh, we jokingly say my nickname is Bad Justin. Well, there, I didn't get that nickname because I go to church every Sunday, you know. So sometimes I was uh, living up to the moniker, yeah. you know. And it really just kind of threw things extremely out of whack. And I decided that I have to reinvent myself, mm -hmm. you know, like – You've known me for a long time. I was always a miserable, cynical asshole. One day I just decided, you know, everybody else is miserable. Maybe I'll be nice just to see if that changes things a little bit. You know, I started to kind of become more self-aware of uh, I'm in control of how I react. You know, I'm in control of my emotions. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to get my jimmies rustled because, you know, something's entirely out of control. And, you know, to move off of that as far as profession, like I worked in an office for a long time. People would always ask me, what do you do? You know, are you like a mechanic or you got to do construction? No, man, I'm like in an office, you know, and um, I, I'm going to learn a trade. What are you going to learn? I think I want to weld. Cool. I mean, who doesn't want to burn that. hot metal, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, welding just seems like it'd be good. And not for nothing, you, like you said, the Corona Coaster, we don't know what's going on. We don't know 
what's going to happen. Fingers crossed everything is all on the up and up. Um, but, you know, a lot of these employers have been forced to send people home. Mm-hmm. At first, yeah, it may, it may have been a hindrance. But rest assured, all these companies are, you know, seeing their bottom line increase because of reduced overhead of people in offices. I don't think there's a lot of stability. And, you know, again, my personal two cents, I don't think there's a lot of stability in the office environment. And I've sat there in a cubicle for however long. You know, before I was at my last employer, I was at the one prior to that for a number of years. It was getting to the point where it was going to be like office space and I was going to start cleaning fish in my cubicle. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it kind of breaks your spirit too, you know, being around the same four walls all day and the same conversations and the same coffee and the same whatever. It's just a routine that you go through all the time. And it's good to break the routine up and it helps you grow. Right. I mean, and and I've definitely grown and and a lot of my close friends now, you know, will attest to that, that, you know, I am not the person I was a year ago. You're not bad Justin anymore? Yeah, no, I'm I'm the artist formerly known as. So The one thing about this whole Corona Coaster is it's a good time for everybody to reset themselves. For sure. And not only that, but, you know, learn more about themselves as well. That's something that I struggled with a lot in 2020, going through some ups and downs. There has been some silver lining throughout all of this. And uh, reinventing yourself is definitely something that everybody should really focus on because now you have the time to sit there and figure out what is the thing that you're passionate about what's the things you want to do in life is there another avenue do you have newer hobbies you know it's a good time to to figure all that out i sat down one day and i said i'm going to make two columns shit i can control shit i can't control Mm -hmm. the things that i could and were in my control i made every possible effort to change you know, the unpleasantries that, you know, were attributed to that task. The things I can't control, I just stopped getting pissed off about them all the time. Right. I, it, it, you know, I don't want to sound, you know, non, I don't even know what the word is, but I'm not going to get mad because something is going on in Oregon right now that, that regardless of what I do, it's not going to change anything. And, you know, we were talking about social media and the apps and all that kind of stuff. You know, at the onset, I pulled right back from social media. Yeah, it's smart. For the longest time, I don't care who it was. I would troll people just for the sake of trolling people. <laughs> I have been, just to start arguments. I have <laughs> been banned from every, like, WKTV, WUTR, when they do the live weather broadcast. Yeah. Because they read the questions so fast, I'd slide ones, you know, ones in there, you know. They'd be reading, you know, oh, is it going to snow in here on so-and-so? And then all of a sudden, how do you get hooker blood out of trunk upholstery? You know? and <laughs> We'll save that story, dude. <laughs> right, that's a different that's, story. We'll save for the end of this podcast. <laughs> but, um, you know, social media just, uh, I was a huge proponent of it at first. And it really just kind of morphed my perception of everything. And I needed to unplug and, and you know. I really credit that with a lot of me regaining sanity. Yeah. You know. Um, it's tough to take a good, hard look at yourself. It is. Right? And and to see your flaws and to see the mistakes you've made and to come to grips with it and then try to move on right. from all that, you know, I, and, you know, propel yourself into another dimension, if you will. Or It's tough, man. It really is to actually 
admit your faults. Right. Nobody wants to sit there and say, hey, I fucked up, Mm -hmm. you know, and as difficult of a pill as that is to swallow, it is what it is. You know, the sooner people can admit that, the sooner they're going to get past it. You know, like I found with myself, I was hanging on to a lot of shit that had happened decades ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and until I had closure with those things, you know, I've told people, I've called people I haven't talked to in 25 years. I'm sorry. I truly, truly am sorry. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, I I don't know, but I need to get this out of me, Mm -hmm. you know? It's almost like going to AA. Kind of, you know, yeah. You know, and it takes a big person to admit their fault, their faults, and of course to step up and apologize for their actions that they've done in the past. <sighs> it does. It takes a big person to do that, man. You should be proud of yourself. Well, think about where you were and where you are now. Yeah, right? I mean, they were vastly, vastly different. You know, you know, mindsets. Uh, I openly talk about it all the time. A year ago, I attempted to commit suicide. I felt that hopeless, that, you know, just uninvolved and that disconnected with reality that I wanted out. I don't want to die. I knew I didn't want to die. But, uh, you know, uh, the feelings inside and, and, you know, some people call them voices. Some people call them, you know, the dark place or whatever it may be. That does get overbearing. And to your point, the the hardest thing to do is say, all right, I cannot do this by myself. You know, like I literally paced, bit off all my fingernails, chain smoking cigarettes before I went to the, to the doctor to say, my head's fucked up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay to not be okay. You're it's, not the only one, bro. It's right. No. Everybody has, right. you know, I mean, for real, like I've, spoken to groups of people about it before just because i'm very open and candid about it yeah you know i don't give a shit right what i talk about so we might as well take another uncomfortable situation thanks for having me on on wacky wednesday by the way <laughs> kind of fitting right <laughs> yeah right that's what i was thinking hmm, little irony there you know but it's like sad things but it's it's the real truth like if everybody were to sit for one moment and think of 10 people I guarantee that one person in that group has thought about suicide in the last day, you know, or multiple times in a week. And it's not just suicide, but depression and helplessness. One of the big things um, that really kind of helped me when I was down, and and I will call him out because I love him to, to death, is Johnny Nagel. John would call out of the blue on a Sunday morning. What are you doing? How are you doing? You know, just little things like that. So one of the takeaways I got from that was I now do that to some of my friends. You know, you can kind of tell. We all know how each other's personalities are, give or take. You know, we've all been friends for a number of years. So you can tell when something's just out of sync. And, you know, it's not being intrusive, but I think... You know, it's just offering a helping hand of, hey, man, you want to go grab a couple beers and talk or you want to go, you know, whatever. Um, But those little things like reaching out to people that you don't talk to or, you know, just offering yourself up. Everybody says, oh, I have time to talk. I have time to talk. But you know as well as I do, 
You get home, you had a long day. Oh, now you spilled shit all over the floor. Dog ripped apart the garbage. I'll call so and so tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What if tomorrow never comes? You know, uh, take nothing for granted. You know, uh, that's one of the few things I've learned. I mean, I've put myself in some pretty wild positions, and, and you know, to be frank, it's it's. I'm lucky to be alive. Yeah, for sure. Partially because of my stupidity, because somebody <laughs> probably out there still wants to kill me. Um, well, and you rode hard for so many I years. Did. <laughs> we, I did. We all did. You know, um, but but it takes a big man to admit. I mean, to come to the dark place. That is the hardest thing, and it is. It's it, the hardest thing. But you know, it's called growth, man. Yeah. You know, you're growing. You're 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 leaping leaps and bounds right now, and you're not the person that you were, you know. And you could be an influence to many. Well, and then, just by telling your story and being open and candid as you are, you can you can influence many. You can probably save a life for it, two or ten or it, thousands. If I influence one person to yeah. call another friend or to just to, to you know have that self realization moment, I win. You know, I, I, that's it. That was my goal. If I get more than that, fucking awesome. And that's why I'm going to continue, you know, to just not talk about it. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable. You know, like people go like, oh, today sucks so bad, blah, blah, blah. And particularly on January 3rd, I go, oh, yeah, one year ago today I was trying to overdose on drugs. Things don't suck that bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're just having a bad time. It's right all about now. changing your mindset, too. It is. It totally, totally what is. What are some of the ways you change your mindset? Uh, honestly, for me, it was just I had spent so long looking at things in such a negative and detractive light that I just didn't have it in me anymore. I don't have any more anger in me. You know, I feel like, and I said it to my younger brother, and I say it to, you know, my smaller children all the time. Now I'm like, don't squander life away. You know, it's like, think of, we possessions mean nothing. Mm -hmm. Being miserable means nothing. I kind of hate the term, it is what it is, when it's applied to something negative that happens in someone's life. Oh, hey, got a DWI. Oh, it is what it is. Oh, fuck, it isn't. It sucks. So, you know, you should acknowledge that, and then you have to say, okay, what are we going to do to kind of change this up and make things a little bit different? So, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, No, you're fine, man. We got a couple of people checking in today, and shout out to everybody out there in Facebook oh, I can land. Look at my phone, huh? If you could do us a favor and, and click the share button, help spread the word of EC Radio and everything we're doing here on Disruption Network. Uh, Fred Walter, Water, ugh, can't even talk today. Fred Waters, you can't live in the past, nor can you dwell. You choose your own, and that's very true, man. Don't ever live Absolutely, in the past. You got to stay present is the most important thing, and uh, staying present. Is it's tough sometimes to stay present. What are some of the ways you stay present, brother? This goes back to the reaching out to people and and kind of saying, you know, I'm sorry or apologizing or closing doors or things like that. For me, those things are always going to linger. I need closure. Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, if I hit a couple of people that I tried to reach out to, they told me to go fuck myself. And I said, duly noted, you know, like, cool. I understand. But but 
I got that out of me that I at least made that attempt to. And, you know, dwelling on the past is only going to drag you back down. Yeah. It sucks. It, it will go away after a while. When you're focused on the past, it makes you depressed. It does. Yeah. It does. You don't think you can reminisce about the past, and I reminisce about a lot of the good times of the past, you know, but thinking of the negative things, I use them in a constructive manner, you know. Uh, I'll be the first to admit, like drugs, always have liked drugs, you know. <laughs> I now know. You were good at them, too. I was really good at <laughs> drugs, right? Like, <laughs> impressively good. <clears throat> so that's. Ironically, the only thing that saved me a year ago uh, was my high tolerance. But, yeah, right? I was priming for all those years. I was in training, right? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you have to kind of really search inside yourself and admit to yourself, like, if I can't be around so-and-so because they do so-and-so, then... I can't do that. Like you have to sometimes for better or for worse. And as much as it hurts, you have to cut people out of your life because they're toxic for you. Love from afar. Right. Mm -hmm. You can love from afar. I mean, I've told people like straight up, listen, I love you and I would give you a goddamn kidney if you need one. Mm -hmm. I can't hang out with you right now though. I am not in a good place. Your kidney would be the last kidney I'd ever want, though. No, but wait, listen. So I told you I was getting laid off. This is the weirdest thing of all. So this is like the silver lining for me. Um, uh, Prior to getting laid off, my health insurance was going to run out on December 31st, which it did. So my doctor goes, she goes, how old are you? I go, 44. She goes, how come you've never had like a lipid test or a full blood panel or anything? And I go, because every time you guys give me the lab slip, I wad it up and throw it in the trash. (laughs) Nobody's ever told me not to, so I just kept doing it. So she goes, you really got to have it done. And I said, you know what? You're right, because I'm embarking on this, you know, new me, this kind of new outlook on life. I'm like, now I need to know what I'm I'm up against. Yeah. So I go on to get the blood work done, and she calls me a couple of days later, and she goes, are you sitting down? And I go, yeah. And she goes, sure. And I go, why? Does my cancer have cancer? And then that's our, you know, also has cancer. So, and she goes, I had the lab run your blood twice. You're in perfect goddamn hell. Wow. <laughs> she goes. She made you sit down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I, lady. <laughs> I I was like, you know, Your shocked heart's probably myself. Like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, holy smokes. But you know, <laughs> to get to the silver lining part, it's like out of everything I lost, I gained the knowledge that I'm healthy. I have my health. Nobody can take that away from me. I mean, splitting hairs, sure, but. It's not anything I'm going to squander, you know, so I'm going to incorporate it all. Like, I'm in the best physical shape of my life, you know. I walk all the time. I play the drums for two or three hours a day, you know. It's just I, I'm i drinking now. I'm having a beer, but that'll probably be the only beverage I have today, whereas I used to drink yeah, a 12, case. <laughs> 12 to 18, right, to a case of yep. beer a night. Yep, yep. And get up and do it the next day and be completely fine. Hangover, what the fuck's that? <laughs> so, 
Crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, good Justin saying he loves us both. Oh, I Thank love you. you too, good Justin. Also got to give a shout out to Justin Smithson. We are in the hunt right now for a Sammy Award for the best live stream category. So if you guys can go over to SyracuseAreaMusic.com and vote for Disruption Network Local Music Monday. Absolutely. And and please, please get those votes in. You can vote pretty much every day. And this round ends, I think, on Sunday. So we're in the final four. Thank you so much to everybody that has voted so far, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Final four, eh? Final four, yeah. Nice. It's yeah. very impressive. Um, okay, Jay Sumner's saying people when people say it is what it is means they don't care. And you know what? He's right. And, and that's a it's true. I hear it all the time, too. Eh, it is. They don't want to accept it. They want to accept it. Or exactly. not even they want to accept it. They just don't really want to hear it. Eh, it is what it is. It's, just, right. it's kind of a blow-off. Dismissive. Right. Uh, Megan saying mental health needs to be talked about more. Thank you guys for addressing the topics today. Thank for you, sure. Meg. It, it, it does need to be, and this is exactly why we wanted to do this today. Yeah, is just talk about like these conversations need to be had by many people, because especially twenty twenty was the hardest year people have ever gone through, and and it's not that just like you're you're struggling, you're struggling. Everybody's struggling for sure. Everybody hit a state of depression. The only ones that aren't struggling is that one percent. That's the only ones that aren't struggling. Everybody and they're else probably is still, sh- their panties are still probably twisted some way, shape, or form. Exactly. So. But, uh, it, and it is super important to have these conversations. And again, it takes a big person to admit their faults and to, you know, step up and look at themselves in the mirror and then just try to move on from all that. The social stigma is what baffles me. Um, you know, I. I, I I, at first, yes, was very apprehensive to say, all right, who am I going to go see? A doctor who's not really going to care or this or that. Um, So I made sure that if I was going to get care, I was going to do it on my terms. Um, So I made appointments with as many psychiatrists as I could. And I actually kind of interviewed them. You know, because I'm like, how do you feel about the word fuck? Oh, you don't like that? Well, this isn't going to work. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. You know, you have to be able to be comfortable with whomever it is. You're right. That, you know, you're dishing this dirt to. Mm-hmm. But you cannot keep it bottled up inside you because mark my words, it will get you. You know, I never in a million years thought I would be that guy. And I was that guy. You know, and I feel like if I can cop to it, you know, I do hope to inspire people. You know, I do hope that people will be like, you know what, maybe dude's right. Or, you know, say something to somebody else. And, and, And that's the end game because nobody talks about it. It's like the dirty little secret, you know. You keep telling your story, and you will inspire people. I guarantee that, bro. I tell people in the grocery store. All my <laughs> friends like hate going places with me. They're like, who are you with? Justin. They're like, all right, fuck, I'll see you in three hours, because he's like the mayor. He goes around and talks to everybody for two and a half hours. <laughs> Genesee Joe is saying he's glad to hear you're drumming. Hey, Joe. Yeah, did you guys play in a band together? We did. We played a slug, right? Yeah, yeah it was right. like one of the initial incarnations of of slug. So that was like we were talking before we went on air with the Metro and, and all that stuff. That's right. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. The blackout years. The blackout years. For sure. Yeah. Sobrato saying chin up, pal. You're doing great, Justin. Oh, yeah, You know, yeah, he's yeah, wishing yeah. you chin up. I mean, Jimmy. from where he was Jimmy's to where he is some now. Jimmy's my nonsense. Oh, sure. Jimmy was right there kind of side by side with it for a little while, so he knows what's up. 
Alex Alzheimer saying hello to you, Justin. Hey, Alex. Good to hear from you guys. If you guys want to click that share button, help spread the word of this podcast, it'd be great. Have you thought about working in the mental health industry? Meg wants to know. I have. Um, for a while, I was looking at um, drug and alcohol treatment places just because I figured I needed to go on detox. Different story, but I never wound up going um, through no fault of my own. Um, but one of the biggest and most frustrating things I encountered was, again, like I did with the psychiatrists, when I would go in or I would get some of these people on the phone, you know, I would be like, okay, what was your drug of choice? Well, I, I, I wasn't addicted to anything. You're not going to work for me. You know, it's like you have to, it, it takes one to know one, you know, that's like the true meaning. Well, you want to relate to that person. Absolutely. You want to connect. You know, I could read in a book how to put an engine in a car. doesn't mean I can go out here on fucking James Street and do it. You know, it, it's like you actually have to have that learned knowledge. Um, you know, uh, the mental health field, I've got a bachelor's degree in psychology. If anybody wants to pay for my master's, you know, I'm taking donations. Help me out here. Go fund me. Go fund me. Yeah, no. Um I have, but I still, every day is still something working on me. You know, that's the most important thing is that I don't lose sight of the fact that you're not miraculously healed. It's a constant morphing. Yeah, but if you're doing it every day and you're practicing that field in that particular industry, it's going to help you progress as well. I think the minute it becomes a job is the minute it's going to kind of take the enthusiasm away. You know know what what I mean? mean? Yeah. It's like playing in a band, right? Kind of, yeah. You're playing a band for fun, you know, maybe get a gig here or there, drink a couple beers, meet some new people and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden when it becomes an LLC, things change and you release that album and you got tour posters. You're playing five nights a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it changes. It does. And I I know what you mean. When it becomes a job and it's not really a passion anymore. For sure. You know, and I don't want to lose sight of that kind of you know, that focus and that fire. But on the other side of the coin, a job can be passionate. Absolutely. And you can be very passionate about your job and turn it into, you know, it's, again, it goes back to mindset. You know, if you're walking into your job every day, happy and, and go lucky, no matter if you like the job or not, it's going to help you move along throughout the day a lot better. If you love your job and love being there and you're there every you're day, that day work. goes by so damn fast, yeah. you never even work a day in your life. For sure, for sure. Like, I never realized... The morning I got laid off, um, it was like all of this weight had just melted. All this like pent-up anxiety and worry that I didn't even really know I had. It was just like all gone. I literally think I laid on my bed for like four and a half hours and listened to Bob Marley Legend and, you know, just pet the dog. And I was like... This is fantastic. (laughs) You know, so, but it was one of those cases where it had gotten to the point where I was doing the same thing for so long over and over and over again. I was like, all right, something's got to give because I my heart's not in it, you know, And, and it's not fair to an employer and it's not fair to me if I'm not going to give 100%. Like you can give 80% and get the job done for a little while. Of course. Given 100% is where it's at. 110% is only something idiots recommend because. Unless it's your company. 
Well, Unless you, you own the company. Well, you have to I don't even know then. <laughs> I, I, I kind of think, you know, after like climbing up the corporate ladder, if you will, at my previous employer, from being somebody who was on the phones, answering phone calls to, you know, mid-level management to a management position, you know, to having direct reports, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I would focus more on happy employees. You know, happy employees are more productive employees. Sure. You know, like Google's got the right idea. They do. You know, whether they're the big big brother or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, their employees are goddamn happy. Yeah, and they're, they get taken care of, too. They do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's all you want. You want you're going to work harder for somebody you feel gives a shit about you. Yep. You know, if you feel like a number and, and you're, you know, dispensable, you're not going to work as hard. So... True. Joe's saying you guys played in Freak Show together. Freak Show, that's yeah. right. Joe, you just posted the pictures not too long ago, if I recall. You did, and that's his next comment, too. He just <laughs> put pictures in your uh, instant messenger, Freak Show at the Metro. That was the Metro. That was the Metro. Those the good were old the days. We spent a lot of time at the Metro. My DNA is all over that place. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody says I, I'm pretty sure at one point it was. Yeah, the walls could talk, man. <laughs> I'm glad they can't. No doubt. I'm glad they can't. No doubt. But it was different times back then too, man. What it a was. vibrant li- music scene we had going back then too. You know, there was like a, a lot of different bands and many different venues to play at. The Route Five tour and Captain the, Trips, yeah, and the Metro. all the way up to Rome, yep. and you know, into the, the Valley and the Herkimer and Brownies and all that. There was there was a lot of places to play, and, and we played them all on a rotating yeah. schedule. It was like the same groups of bands just kind of cycled through. Who else did you play? I remember you played with Pistol Pete. I played with Pistol Pete. You're for doing a the blues while. for a minute there, yeah, because yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that was a root and two. And then I played think. with, you know, like Rich Fortuna and Joe Famular, the earlier metal years before I had come up here to Utica and became friends with you guys. I had played in a couple thrash metal bands, um, like a grindcore, I guess it would be considered now, <laughs> band. I don't even know what that means. I can't stand the. the- Subgenres. Everything's right. a core in the metal industry, right? In the core. metal genre, everything's a core: grindcore, deathcore, deathcore, right? Hardcore, hardcore. Like stop, stop with all your cores. Stop with the cores. Stop with the apple core. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I've played with a number of bands. I've kind of been just a musical slot, and I'm all right with that. Yeah, you know, um, you know. But Joe, I, I, I'm looking for people to play with. Wink, wink. We yeah. could just do drum and harmonica solos for hours. <laughs> you got a bass cab at your house? I'll come jam one night. We did talk about that. Yeah, I yeah. don't, but I can get one. I know I can easily get one. Mine's so big that I can't move it. It won't fit my car, so it just stays where it's at. My it's neighbors at my already hate me, so let's do it. I mean, <laughs> I have my full kit set up in a 450-square-foot apartment. I'm itching to play, too. It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's just fun to get together and create, man. Yeah. You know, and, and that... In and of itself, it has really kind of been the biggest motivator for me through all of my nonsense. Was it like riding a bike for you? Like when you jump back? No, out? no. I was like, holy back. fuck! I'm old. I'm fat. How long was the How long was the break from the last time you played drums until you jump back on the? Kit? How it all started was. Well, let's see. I sold my drum set piece by piece to Rosemary at Nicotera's when I lived in East oh, I miss her. <laughs> Love that woman. And um, that was 
early <laughs> 2000s, maybe 2001, 2003, something like that. Did you sell it for drugs? I did. You did? I totally did. Uh-huh. Sold it for crack cocaine. Did you? Don't do drugs named after a part of your own ass. I'm serious. Nobody should be doing anything like That's that. That's your public service announcement that, for that today? That is, right. There you go. <laughs> Helping one ass crack at a time. Um, and then, So you were without a drum kit for years? Shit, 15 years. And really? then, um, I don't know if you recall, I was playing with Steve Jaworski and Mike Plipchuk and Jerry... Jerry DeShavo. There you go, yeah. Jerry DeShavo. Um, played with those guys for a while. And, excuse me, I was in line for the Fish concert. When did Fish play in SPA, or the new venue, Lakeview? 2019? Uh, 18, 17, maybe 17? And it was right around there. Whatever. Anyways. It was the first year of, of Lakeview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 18, maybe. So I'm in a car with a couple of friends that, you know, aren't from Syracuse, and, and they were just blowing through town. And, and I essentially got kidnapped to that show. They called my wife. They're like, we bought them a ticket. We're taking them tonight. I slept on the couch for two fucking weeks after that. But I digress. <laughs> and Steve Jaworski comes running up to the car window in traffic. He's like, knock it on the window. He's like, dude, we're going into the studio. He's like, I really want you to play drums. He's like, I got a drum set in my basement. You can come down, practice as much as you want. He's like, please, 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 please. So I'm like, sure, screw it, I will. So I went and I played, and I think that night I was driving to Syracuse to buy a cheap drum set off of, like, Marketplace. You know, and it just, I got bit by the bug again, and and that is my therapy. It's better than the hour I talk to my shrink. It's the time that I get just to really kind of lose myself, you know? Like, you know what it's like when you play music? Your brain shuts off, and if you think about it, chances are you're going to screw it up. You know, that's my outlet, and without those drums... I would not be, I wouldn't be in the shape that I am right now, first and foremost. Um, You know, so I think part of the key to just being better in better mental health overall is finding something that you're that passionate about. Like Mm -hmm. everybody's got that one thing that puts them in that happy place. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you whittle. I don't know. Whatever you do. You know, make time to do that because you're only helping yourself. You find yourself in like in a meditation state when Pretty you plan. You know, you just kind of lose it. Yeah, block everything out. Yeah, it's funny that you say that when you start thinking about what you're doing is when you screw up. You screw it up. Yeah, I'm like, sure. all right, here comes this <laughs> fill. I can't ever play. And, right? You know what I mean? Screw it up right here. Here it is. Sure as shit, you screw it up. But if you don't think about it, you just kind of <laughs> breeze you nail through it. it. Yeah. Funny you how know. that works. Yeah, it's very strange. Muscle memory is a real thing, man. Oh, absolutely. So did it take you a minute to get your chops back? It took me a minute to get my chops up. So, you know, like I started with some basic songs that I had always been able to play, like Metallica 1. I'm like, let's see if I can play double bass. No, it was like part of me was it was like relearning the instrument all over. Um, I changed a lot of my technique because it had been so long, and I think my body had just kind of... Well, I got fucking old, you know, so I couldn't move like I could when I was in my 20s. Yeah. So I made some, you know, like ergonomic changes around the kit and whatnot. And 
now it's like uh, I just I play nonstop. I do. It, it, it's amazing, you know. I I went from a cheap drum set. Now I got shit. I think I got fucking three drum sets. Oh, do you? That's and, good. Nice. You know, At least you're passionate about it. You I don't know what I'm going to do with three of them. You know, I've got three kids. They're all going to get drum sets at one point, obviously. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, having that passion, man, it's important. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, you know, there, there's things to be said for the mistakes that we've made along the way, too. Because without the mistakes, it's not, you know, we're not going to be the people that we are today. Like, Somebody said to me, if you could go back and change things, you know, relive your life, would you do it any differently? I don't think I really would. I mean, and and some people are like, oh, no, I'd do this or do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I wouldn't be the person I am today, nor would I have the friends that I have today or just, you know, a plethora of things that one little tweak or one little glitch in the matrix could have set everything spinning in a completely different direction. Yeah. Regrets can trigger depression too. For sure. You know, when you start thinking about dwelling on what could have happened and you know, that's not a good mindset to be in. No, not at all. And there's nothing you could do. We we can't time travel. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. If you could time travel and go back to like, say 21 year old Justin, what would you tell yourself? You do not like the way cocaine smells. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my, that would have been my number one thing. Yeah, no. Um, I would have just beat myself up. I wouldn't even say anything. I just like grab myself and just right. start beating the shit out of myself. Right. That's what I would do. Stupid ass, dumbass. Yeah. Well, it's like I tell my kids, especially my oldest one. I'm like, because I pull no punches with him, you know. It, him and I have kind of a storied past, if you will, and we've never been closer. You know, we speak multiple times a day, oh, all good. day, and, and he's in the Army. How about he got stationed in fucking Alaska? Oh, wow. So I'm going to go to Alaska. Yeah. I'm going to go up there and, like, eat whale blubber and club baby seals and whatever they do up you there. You should, man. You know, but um, I tell him all the time, you know, just don't be like me. You know, please. Please don't, you know, like, trust me. Mm-hmm. If if you want to live vicariously, I'll tell you everything you want to know about, you know, whatever, shitty things. Like, don't make stupid life choices. Yeah. Or I guess everything in moderation is another big one. It's okay to experiment and do whatever you want as long as you are cognizant of the fact that, you know, it's got to be done in moderation. And don't let it get its hooks on you. Because once they're in, yeah, that's it. It's harder than hell to come out. It's man. a struggle, man. It is. It definitely is. So nice, bro. This has been an amazing conversation. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it, man. I love having open conversations and trying to at least maybe influence somebody or open up somebody's mind a little bit. You know, any way we can influence somebody, some way, shape, or form. In a positive manner. positive way, if we can do that, then our job is complete. It's like a double-edged sword. You don't like the whole social media thing. It's like there's all this ire and and misery out there in social media. But then if you just look and you cultivate it, 
you know, to be a more positive environment, it is, you know, it's like, I'm not listening to We Are the World and Kumbaya and repeat in my car on the way down. Um, Hi, diddly ho diddly. Yeah, 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 right? Um, no, actually, I think I was listening to Obituary on the way down there. Oh, wow, you're getting in. Well, that's how I got the chops back playing the drums. You know, you got to give a lot of respect to some of these metal drummers that are out there still doing it. Like Dave Lombardo, for instance, right? How old is Dave Lombardo? Almost 60. Yeah. He really is. And like he is the godfather of thrash metal drumming. He is. Sure, like for Dave sure. Lombardo, he founded Slayer. He's doing that thing. Have you listened to the new Mr. Bungle yet? Oh, oh, he played drums on that, they, yeah, didn't Scott he? Ian, Mike Patton, um, Dave Lombardo, and I forgot who else they got. On, who they have on base. It's a, like an all-star lineup, Mr. Bungle. It's awesome. It's old-school thrash music. Yeah. And I'm listening to this. I'm like, wow, Lombardo is like getting up there in age. And he can still like hang. And like a lot of these guys are you know, in their 50s and 60s. Still yeah, like, doing it at a high level and at such a fast pace. I'm like 130 BPMs, 140 BPMs. I'm like, how the hell are you guys doing this? Look at Tom Araya, you know, to use Slayer as an example again. Mm-hmm. Dude looks like he's like a thousand. Yeah, like he he's going to come down off of Mount Sinai with like commandments and shed his beard. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's it's impressive. Dave Lombardo plays drums in four suicidal tendencies now. Is he in suicidal too? So yeah, yeah he's doing a couple projects. Yeah, doing, so he's out there still doing it at a high level at his age. It, it's amazing to me. And once you invest in it, like it, once you give yourself to it, you know, and that's kind of the stage I'm at. You really crave it. You need it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my hands fucking hurt. I'm going to go home and play the drums when you and I are done talking. You know, they hurt from too much playing. I'm going to still do it because I have to. Yeah. You know, it's like I have to get it out of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of your fabric. It is. Part of your DNA. Literally. You know, and I think a lot of us who are musicians, that's why we were drawn to it because, you know, you immediately feel it. You know, I mean, we didn't know when we were younger kids, but you bet your ass our parents know. Yeah, you know, and I'm thankful for the opportunities that we had with all the clubs, like you said, you know, the Valley Circuit and, you know, up and down, um, that we were afforded those opportunities to play and stuff. Because look at now, you know, like, what are people doing? They're sitting on front of their iPhones having live stream concerts. It's a sign of the times, and it's kind of sad, but. It'll all come back, and hopefully, it comes back tenfold. I was we reading. <laughs> I was reading a very interesting article, and there was a sociologist who had likened the resurgence from Corona. It's going to be like the new age Roaring Twenties. Yeah, because people have been cooped that. up for so long. It's going to start pushing even more social boundaries, and you know, it's going to be off the hook. So. Bring it on. Bring it. Bring it on. <laughs> we Just need it. Have it done by nine because I go to bed early. All right. <laughs> that's, I feel that's one thing that has changed. <clears throat> well, now because of all these sanctions that are in place with these bars and restaurants, everybody has to be closed by like 10, 11 o'clock. Yeah. So being home kind of early, like nothing good happens after midnight, anyways. No, <laughs> my parents were right. They yeah. really were. <laughs> they really, really were. No doubt they were, man. No. Justin, you got anything you want to plug? You, do you want to plug anything, or you should come back? We need to do this again, though, man. I think it's we important should. to have these conversations. I would like to do again this, and, you know, and you know, and and, and 
big ups to you, man, for coming in here and telling your story. Oh, thanks, man. And no, it, no it does. Worries. It takes a big person to I'm come in here. I'm happy to share it. I really totally am. And like I said, I will tell it to anybody that will listen. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's important, guys. It is. So take care of the ones you love and, you know. And you guys can always, always reach out to any of your friends if you're if you're struggling or or even a stranger. There's hotlines to call, or you could call Fuck, me. Call me, yeah. right? Yeah, call reach me. out to me on Facebook. I don't I sleep. honestly don't give a shit. I know I'm an insomniac too. <laughs> I don't sleep. I'm up all night. I, I'm in. I'm obsessed with this Tubi app on the Fire Stick. It has all these great music documentaries on. Really? Tubi. I've seen. Do you have it. a Fire Stick? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. free. It's a free app. They have so many great music documentaries. It's all I've been. I've been obsessed with that app. You know which one I watched not too long ago was um, "Letters from a Porcupine." It was the Blind Melon one. Ooh, I want to see that one. Fucking Blind Melon was one of the most, if not the most, underrated band of the nineties. I agree. Where do I find that documentary? Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll watch it's it on Netflix. Netflix. Well, Netflix or I think I found it on the Fire Stick too. Okay, so. I'll have to check it out. I'm not very technologically <laughs> in tune with things. It's hard to keep up. It is. And I don't really give a shit anymore. I want to go back to a flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, brother. We should jam, though, one of these days. Let's get together Absolutely. and jam, and I'm sure we'll we'll stay in touch. And, you know, it, it's crazy, man. I mean, we go from being roommates and, you know, barely holding on. And yeah, you took care of me the one time I got uh, alcohol poisoning, if you remember that. I do recall that. You, you do remember that? You I took care of me that, that night. And it was, We know, had some pretty uh, sketchy times there, man. <laughs> we did. We were crazy. I'll never forget that, though. You did take care of me the night uh, I had alcohol poisoning. Well, hey, I'm a, you know, I am an asshole, but I'm a nice ass. Yeah, absolutely, sure, for sure. Well, I appreciate the friendship, and I appreciate you coming here and telling your story, man. It's it, Again, it takes a big person to come in here and admit, you know, you were facing death, and you were also going through all these hard times and struggles and depression, and, you know, a lot of people can't talk about that. So nope. pat yourself on the back, man. Seriously, look where you are to where you came. I appreciate where it. you were, and here you are, and you're an inspiration, man, and, and hopefully you can influence people, Well, man. that's my point. Keep up all the good work, man. Keep shining, keep exercising, and taking care of yourself because it starts with you. You know, it Eat starts vitamins, with you. Mm-hmm. Say <laughs> your prayers. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Grow to be a little Hulk maniac. And also support our sponsors, too. Absolutely. EJA Moving Services, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit up Eddie and his fine staff at 315-335-0516, EJAMoving.com. Home of the free boxes, too. So if you are moving, they will give you the boxes for free. They pack them for you. They unpack them for you, and they drive them wherever you need them to go. It's a great service. They're awesome people. Tell them Uncle Z sent you. Also, a shout-out to my attorney, Dave Longaretta. If you need legal advice, give him a call today, 315-735-6162. Thank you to Frank and Heather and all the fine folks over at Utica Coffee. I got to go down there and pop in on my friends over there. It's been a while. I haven't left the house. All I, do I don't is think I've ever been You there. should, because that place is awesome. They've single-handedly turned me into a coffee snob. Because the coffee is so fantastic over there. That doesn't surprise me. But I don't leave the house. I go from the studio to the house. I'm super close, so I, I can yeah, pretty yeah, much I walk here if I wanted far. to. And, uh, you know, I don't leave the house anymore. But I do got to make a visit and visit my friends over. Let's at, have uh, a lunch, coffee. Daisy. Yeah, we should, bro. We should. You we know, should. I'm down. And also a shout-out to Saranac, who's kept us hydrated for many years. And Absolutely. How many parties did we have that started with the words Uncle Charlie? Uncle Charlie's Golden Trophy. 
trophies. We're old enough, though. A lot of them started with beer balls oh, and yeah. shit like that. So. Oh, yeah, and OV splits. OV splits were where it was at. Some good times, brother. Good yeah, times. Bacon Street parties. Also, thanks, Mom. My mother's reminding everybody to go vote for Disruption Network Local Music Absolutely. Monday in the live streaming event category for the Syracuse Area Music Awards. We are up for a Sammy and the People's Choice Awards. SyracuseAreaMusic.com. Live Streaming event category, click Disruption Network. We're the, like the first one. We're the first selection. So when you go to the live stream, again, you can see it's ah. right there. Just go boom. And also, I got to give a big shout out to my good friend Gary Johnson, who is still in the hunt for best artist in the Sammy Awards. So, and Gary's been super awesome. He's been sharing our post, and we're gonna we're sharing his post. So, really like to help each other out. So go vote for Gary Johnson under the artist category as well. So you can uh, comment and like and subscribe and follow and all that social media lingo, all things Disruption Network. Tomorrow I will be back with the Uncle Louie Variety Show. We go on live 8 o'clock for the members-only show, and also we record our podcast, Hold the Sarcasm, so that's always a good time on Thursday. I love Thursdays with Uncle Louie, guys. We laugh, we drink, we break balls, we argue. Well, we don't really argue, but if you were to walk in on our conversation, you would think we're arguing, because it's, it's when you got a room full of Italians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know Why are they Italian. all yelling at each Everybody's other? Everybody's over right. the top of them, like, why are you guys yelling? We're not yelling. We're just we're having a Italian. conversation. Right. We're having a conversation. That's all. Yeah. That, and I say, if you ever duct taped our hands together, we would be able to talk. We would be able to talk. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Share this uh, podcast, please, on Facebook. Thank you so much for tuning in. Justin, thanks again. Hey, brother. no worries. Either guys, man, much remember, love to you, and we'll see you again. Call a friend. Call a friend. Call a friend. That's the PSA for today. Be somebody else's Johnny Nagel. Sorry, John. Didn't mean to put you on the spot like that. Love you, brother. We love you, Nagel. <laughs>